0: Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's.
1: Back in front of his net, dropped off now. Ferreller turned over in front. There's Thompson. He scores, and that's the hat trick, and the Sabres have won. Teach Thompson, an overtime game-winning goal on a turnover at the side of the net. And Thompson's hat-trick powers the Sabres to a 5-4 overtime win here at Capital One Arena. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Tage Thompson puts on a show in D.C., the first road game of 2023 comes up tomorrow night in Columbus. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, January 4th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. The Capitals rallied from two goals down, had a lead in the third period, but ultimately lost in overtime last night, 5-4. to four, to the buffalo sabers tough loss yes they got a point ben it wasn't a perfect outing defensively but it was a fun game to watch in the end just not a winning night for the home team
0: no very entertaining and you tip your cap to the buffalo sabers they came as advertised the high octane offense that they are the highest scoring team in the league their headliners, who we'll talk about in some depth in a moment, came to play, certainly when you look at their top line. From a Capitals perspective, you dug yourselves a two-goal hole. You were able to rally back, take a lead, ultimately get a point with an overtime defeat. Uh, there was a lot to in the game from both sides of things, areas both teams would probably like to clean up from the cap side of things, probably looking to tighten things up defensively. They've been so good defensively over the past few weeks, John. But last night against Buffalo, and I think on the three-game homestand as a whole, when you look at the Ottawa game, you look even at the blowout win over Montreal, there were pockets in the game, as Peter Laviolette likes to say, where it could have been a little cleaner defensively. I think defensively, big picture. It's been very good for weeks. A few lapses here, though, on the three-game homestand.
1: First period last night, a crooked number for Buffalo started it off, and Tage Thompson was heavily involved. A sparkling primary assist after surging into the capital zone to get Alex Tuck his 18th goal of the season, and then one of his own on the power play a short time later. Second period, another goal, and it was a dominant performance last night. Finished off by that OT winner, but a four-point night for Thompson. He was, to paraphrase Joe B., Simply sensational last night.
0: No, this kid is for real. Leading the Eastern Conference in goals. Second overall in the league behind only Connor McDavid. He's a big boy. He's hard to miss. Six foot six. 220 pounds and emerging as the face of the Buffalo Sabres franchise as they look to turn things around in Western New York and end that lengthy playoff drought. He was really good, ultimately, with the overtime winner last night. He's a handful, and on that top line with Tuck and Skinner, they came as advertised, those three did, and Tage Thompson. Also of note, John, terrific value for the Buffalo Sabres, a seven-year, $50 million extension he signed in late August. $7 and change per season for seven years in Buffalo. I think that contract is going to age well. Yeah, I think it
1: will too. And Ben, on the capital side, the line juggling we saw it began in the second period. We saw the shutdown line of Dowd, Hathaway, Protus broken up. Dowd would end up with a goal in the third period because of it everything really but the top line got flipped around the Peter Laviolette line blender that's not unusual but I did think it was unusual to see Dowd and Hathaway broken up because that's not something we've seen much of
0: probably count on one hand the number of times they've been split up over the past few seasons when they've both been in the lineup together talking about Dowd and Hathaway but last night again down a couple of goals and they had their hands full with that number one line but maybe also looking for a spark Nick Dowd apparently all of a sudden a goal score he's up to 10 goals on the year big Goal early in the third period he seemed to find some chemistry on that line with Milano and Oshie they had some jump especially early in the third period but that said wouldn't anticipate this being a long-term thing probably just the lightest spark last night as the Capitals were looking to rally but you're right it certainly gets the antenna raised considering it's such a rarity to, to break that trio up and a line which certainly for much of the season has been very good Dowd Hathaway and whoever is riding shotgun with them Nick Dowd on pace for
1: 20 goals. The run that he has been on over the course of the last three weeks, he's been just
0: terrific. Yeah, he's been really good. Seven goals in his last 13 games overall. And you talk about that big run, that successful run in the month of December. Keep in mind, too, not only the volume of goals, but he had a huge goal when we talk about the in-season turnaround. Thinking back to that game in Edmonton back on December 5th, Alexey is feeding him for an eventual game-winner that night against the Oilers, but Nick Dowd providing, I mean, if you're getting 10 goals halfway through the season from your quote unquote fourth line center, your shutdown center with all those defensive zone starts that they have and all the defensive responsibilities they have very, very encouraging as they continue to await what we anticipate are close to returning guys like Backstrom and
1: Wilson. To that end, nice goal from Sonny Milano last night. It came in the first period on a bit of a breakaway. Great hands, went to the backhand. Sixth goal of the season for him. Multi-point game for him last night, too. But, Ben, he's facing a roster crunch. I think Alexei Protus is, too, with Wilson and Backstrom both coming back soon. Milano played with pace last night. I think he's playing like a guy that's trying to keep his job. That is not a certainty as this team starts to get healthy, they brought him in because of the injuries. And now, as guys get healthier, He's going to have to earn his spot in this lineup. I thought he did a nice job of it last night.
0: He's been providing that secondary scoring, that offensive punch over the past few weeks, really since he joined the team in November. And Peter Laviolette tossing some verbal bouquets his way after last night's game. They appreciate what Sonny Milano has provided. And again, using the wheels and taking advantage of that shot with that breakaway goal last night. One goal, one assist. You're right. Ultimately, they'll have decisions to make. It's a good problem to have given how shorthanded they have been for so much of this season to ultimately have to make some tough decisions with healthy players. Let's get to that point and worry about it then. But certainly Sonny Milano making a case that if there does have to be some lineup juggling, that he's ultimately part of the equation and an option moving into the deeper we go in January.
1: Capitals have now scored at least one goal in 14 straight second periods. Last night it was Alex Ovechkin. Right off the draw, like we've seen so many times, Kuznetsov winning it back to him. He then gets a goal in the third period. He was on hat-trick watch in the third. He wasn't able to do it for a second consecutive game, but now 808 goals after the goal that he got in the third. And here he is at midseason. And you and I are going to talk a little bit more about the first half awards and all of that coming up as we move on later this week. But for Ovechkin now, as he creeps up on 30 at the midway point of the season, he is closer to being on pace for 60 (laughs) than he is for 50. That is, if anyone has followed this game from a hockey historical perspective, that is insane what he is doing right now.
0: 15 goals in his last 13 games, John, and that even includes that four-game this drought he experienced before he ultimately tied and passed Gordy Howard, 801, 802. And you look at last night's game, too. This seems to be a theme with Alex Ovechkin over the years, whether it's Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, whoever the new quote-unquote shiny new toy is in the HL, and now Tage Thompson coming to town, and he was engaged, he was dialed in, seven shots on goal. What's been missing from the Capitals as far as the offensive headliners, the veterans, the leaders, for Ovechkin to be been, again, a fixture in the lineup, perfect attendance to this point, hasn't missed a game, hasn't missed a beat, doing so much heavy lifting, big minutes. Really, we don't take for granted. Hopefully other folks don't either, but he is, it's vintage Ovechkin and and doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. And last night and over the weekend against Montreal, he looks fresh and, and very much carrying the team over the past few weeks with lots of support. But, you know, again, he doesn't seem to miss a beat. He's not slowing down. All right. So up next Columbus
1: tomorrow night in Ohio, then Nashville at home, then the Blue Jackets in DC on Sunday in Philadelphia, Wednesday, and then the Flyers coming in for a game at Capital One Arena. None of those are playoff teams currently. Even got the Islanders, if you want to throw them in, the following Monday. So, Ben, there's opportunity in this stretch starting tomorrow night. The Capitals have worked so hard to get to this point where they are in the middle of the Metropolitan Division race now. They are very much a player in this fight going into the second half. They can solidify that position if they can take care of beating teams that are currently not in postseason play.
0: Yeah, these are what we like to call the auto-win games for the Capitals. Two against Columbus, two against Philadelphia coming up very much trending in the wrong direction are the Jackets, the Flyers, and again, when you look at the Capitals, all the rigorous travel that they went through earlier this season, the tough itinerary, the adversity they dealt with, this is a little bit of a quote-unquote softer landing, softer portion of their schedules for them to now take advantage, make the most of it, but Quite a bit of home cooking upcoming as well here before the all-star break. Do have that Western trip, but certainly if you look at the next couple of weeks, favorable opposition, they have to go out and take care of it. But certainly what we like to call auto-win games, teams with aspirations of making deep postseason runs like the Capitals, you ought to win these ones against us and bottom feeders in the Eastern Conference and the Nashville game as well.
1: It's the Capitals in the Columbus Blue Jackets. Tomorrow at 7, 645 air on 106.7, a fan, and Caps Radio 247. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Then have yourself a Wednesday, will you?
0: Happy Wednesday, John.
1: For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Capitals!